first, I'd like to thank the Academy for giving me this tremendous honor. I couldn't have done it without the help of many, many people. I'd like to start by thanking every person who I've ever met or spoken to or thought about or walked past or tripped over or glanced wrap at. Wrap it up! Oh, they're telling me to wrap it up. Oh, okay, so I'll just go ahead and thank the people who work in the mall where I got my suit. That is Mike! Okay, oh, I, but I still need to thank each of the people who were born at the same time as me. Thank you, Tom Flanagan. Thank you, Sarah Walker. Thank you, Buck Jones. Thank you, Rosie Rickle. Thank you, Harrison Donatello. And oh, thank you, Stu Wanamaker. Thank you, Darlene O'Grady. Thank you, Bert Schwartz. Hey! In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, meta-human destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Oprah? Uma? From the fabulous Lupin Larry Studios in beautiful downtown London, Ontario. Uma? Oprah? It's the Oscar Recap Spectacular. Uma? 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 Oprah? Oprah? Uma? Uma? Oprah? With your hosts, Academy Award winning wannabes, Loop and Larry. I'm Luke. And I'm Larry. And this is Guardians <laughs> of Geek, our Oscar special. This is going to be spectacular, this one. You can tell because the intro is pretty spectacular. It right? was. The fact you could bring the Uma and Oprah out yeah, once again. Who can't go more than like a couple of weeks without talking about Uma and Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> that was always one of those hosting gigs that, that uh, I felt like people were they're too harsh on it. I thought he was funny on that one. It, you know what? I thought so too. But then when I went back to uh, to look at this, the 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 uh, whole his whole presentation on YouTube, because that whole intro is on YouTube. Oh yeah, now, yeah. It is so awkward. He's uh, he he. You can tell that that Letterman is is like in his head going, "This is not going to work. This is this is going to suck, and this is not like just the Uma Oprah part." Yes, or, okay, because yeah. he walks across the stage. First, he has to find Oprah in the audience, yeah. and it takes him a minute to even find her. So he's kind of like aimlessly walking across the stage, and he <laughs> finds her. And then he has to find Uma Thurman. So he yeah. walks back to the other side of the stage, like really, like where where is she? Where, I, oh. Uma, and it's just really awkward. Yeah. Well, I, I had heard that like he still thinks about this moment, and I'd heard that someone, another comedy writer, suggested it to him. But like at the time when you're in the in the heat of the moment, it was like this sounds like a great idea. It, it totally does. And so they they just did it, and it just didn't work. But no. you know what? That's the problem with that. That's a hard gig, man. It is. I mean, you've you've got like millions and millions of people watching you in your live, and. I mean, you do the best you can. Yeah. So Oscars um, were last night for us. Yeah. And you might be watch, re, or listening to this at any point in time. Thanks for listening to the podcast, by the way. 100%. And so we're, we're just doing our Oscars recap of last night. Because the Oscars are like the biggest night in movies. Like, it is. In I, entertainment, really. I still get all giddy about it. I get, I this to, to me, this is this is the Super Bowl of TV. Oh, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Of the Super Bowl of geekdom. And, uh, you know. and to go back a little bit, that um, Larry and I... Watch. We try to watch all the best pitchers at the very least. Yes, and uh, which is it's tricky. Well, well, now that they've increased it to nine, 
nine oh. movies per. I mean, back in the day when it was five, it was pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> nine's tough because you got to. As soon as they announce them, you got to go. Okay, how many haven't I seen? Yeah, and this year I hadn't seen seven of the nine. It's a lot. To and pack so in. then, and then uh, you only have like a month to do it. Yeah, you have a month, which yeah. sounds like a long time, but really you got to look at okay. First, I got to look at what's streaming. Yeah. What can I watch at any time? Yeah. Then I got to eliminate those like movies. And I think there was only about three at the time or whatever. Yeah. Then I got to look. Okay, what's in theaters now? What's coming to theaters? What? How? How long are they going to be in theaters? Yep. So you got to really like pick and choose what you're going to see first, like because I wasn't yeah. sure how long like Little Women was going to stay in the theater. So I went and saw that right away. Well, exactly. You never know, and that's and that's the thing. Like a lot of these movies aren't the most popular movies out there, so they don't have like a long run normally. Yeah. Um, so to to find them, you're just like, oh god, I, you know, I got to jump on this. But there are only so many days in the week. Yeah, I know. Right? And it's like, <laughs> and you start looking at like, which are, are any of these movies coming out on like. Blu-ray or streaming before the Oscars happen because yes. a lot of times they will like a week before suddenly something will show up. So I'm like, okay, I can eliminate those from the theaters. Yeah, and then you got to go to like for us, it's like there's a theater called Highland, which is that shows sort of like a lot More of uh, foreign movies yeah, and things and like that. Yep. Uh, there's a name for those type of theaters, but they uh, rep, rep, repertory. Yeah, repertory. Yeah. So we, I end up going to that a lot to see movies because they usually are showing most of the Oscar ones if they can. So yeah. and they do a great job at it. So. Um, yeah, just trying to see all this stuff is tough. It's tough. And you know, you know what I gets me every year, and I, I don't quite understand why they do this. A bunch of the Oscar nominees, and this happens every year, get released to to like Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, home video the week after, like the Tuesday after the Oscars. Yeah. So like this year, Ford versus Ferrari, I believe, is coming to home video, like on the Tuesday at like two days after the. The Academy Awards. Why wouldn't they just push that date up a week? They think yeah. about how many I more people. I think there's a, a reason for it, but, and I'll give it to you in a second. But I can't oh, okay. believe you said the, the phrase "home video." I did. <laughs> coming to <laughs> home <laughs> video. Vestron <laughs> presents. <laughs> Vestron, well done. You pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> Good one. Um, I think. I think sometimes they hold it. Because they feel like they can add on to like the packaging, oh, like yeah. Oscar winner or whatever. Like, um, I, I, I think Ford versus Ferrari was pretty safe. I think so. <laughs> just <laughs> with the nomination alone. Yeah. But the, I, uh, I just feel like so many more people would purchase it or rent it or whatever if it was available even the week before. Yeah. I mean, the packaging might not have. You know, Oscar nominated, whatever, but yeah. you the sales will go through the roof. They would, yeah. they would. So Oscars last night. So yeah. uh, you got some Oscar trivia yeah, off the top. Start, I thought Let's we'd start, start some this, trivia. We'll start, we'll, and I've got pages and pages of it. <laughs> this is, we've got gonna... we've got three hours of trivia. Yep. Then we'll talk about the Oscars. <laughs> exactly. Okay. This Let's is going to be great. All right. So I thought I'd start right right off the top um, with uh, uh, where where the Oscars came from. Okay. Like where the name came from. So the Oscar statuette, uh, the official name is the uh, Academy Award of Merit. That's what the statue is actually called, the Academy Award of Merit. The name Oscar actually is a nickname that has been around for decades, but it's unclear exactly where they where it came from. Although um, there are several different stories that claim to be the origin of the name, um, but the most common one is uh, was came from a comment made by um, um, Margaret Henrik, who was a librarian at the Academy. Um, apparently, as the story goes, she worked as the librarian, and upon seeing the statuette, she commented that the statuette looked a lot like her uncle Oscar. This is what they say. 
That's, so that's why they no. Uh, that's apparently that's it's that's as simple as that. The librarian odd. thought it looked like her uncle. I'm not sure how it looked like her uncle in that there are no pretty jacked. Fa- actually, yeah. no facial features. Apparently, doesn't wear clothes on a nope, regular basis either. So we don't really need to know much more about this uncle Oscar. But anyway, apparently that's where it came from, um, and uh, so it was officially. Um, you started. They officially started using the term Oscar in 1939, which okay. was 10 years after the Oscars actually began. Excellent. So there's a little bit about that. About the statue itself, um, the Oscar statuette, it stands at 13 and a half inches tall, yeah. so it's pretty big, and it weighs eight and a half pounds. You know how they're always going up on stage and being like, ooh, this thing's so heavy. Yeah, yeah. Eight and a half pounds. That's a, that's a solid... Solid piece of metal right there. Um, and it depicts a knight holding a sword standing on a reel of film. And the reel of film has five spokes that represent the five original branches of the Academy. Uh, so that's actors, directors, producers, technicians, and writers. Um, and it takes three months for, uh, a, I think it's Pollock, Pollock Talix Fine Art Foundry in New York to manufacture a, the 50 statuettes. It takes three months to make oh, them. Wow. And more than 3,140 statuettes have been handed out since the beginning. So there's a lot of them out there. Wow. 3,000. Okay. Yeah. The very first Oscar winner uh, received uh, to receive an Academy Award didn't even attend the first Academy Award ceremony. His name was Emil Jan- Jannings. Yeah. Um, and he was the winner for Best Actor in the 1927-28 Academy Awards. But he decided to go back home to Germany before the ceremony. He was just oh, yeah. like, nah, <laughs> yeah. not a big deal. But they, they handed off the statue to him before he got on the plane. So he got it. He just Hold didn't. Hold on! Yeah, <laughs> you forgot this! <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Um, so the very first time the Academy Awards were televised was was on March 19th, 1953. That's when it that's when it actually was aired. So it ran from 1929 to 1953 with nobody actually seeing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was, I guess they reported on it on the, in the radio. Yeah, the, yeah. I suppose. On the old uh, radio. Yeah, on the radio. Um it, that's when it was uh, first telecast for the first time in the United States and Canada. Then 13 years later on October 18th, 1966, the Academy Awards were broadcast in color for the first time. Okay. And both ceremonies were hosted by Bob Hope. So that's interesting. Um, and this is a question I'm sure you've asked yourself. Yes. How many Oscars, how many guys named Oscar have actually won the Oscar? I'm going to say zero. You'd be wrong. Really? One okay. guy. Okay, really? Yep. Oscar Hammerstein II won the Oscar for his song, The Last Time I Saw Paris, in the movie Lady Be Good in 1941. Okay, so well. he's the only Oscar to ever, ever have won a, to an, ever Oscar. Win an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> Which is pretty exciting for Oscar. <laughs> um, there has actually been one movie that was X-rated okay. that won uh, an Oscar. Any idea what that was? I'll give you a date, 1969. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Stop it. Stop it, you. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It's a little movie called Midnight Cowboy. Okay. I do, I, now that you movie. say that, I remember. Yeah. Right. Yep. It was rated X uh, for language and some... Sexual stuff that went on, <laughs> some stuff, so. but uh, but it was uh, it was given the Academy Award and it was the first and I believe only X-rated movie that was. Oh wow! Ever, yep, um, there have been some pos- posthumous nominations, nominations for people who after they died. Yeah, the most notable was James Dean. Okay, who uh, he's the only actor nominated twice after he died for two different movies. So he was nominated once uh, for Best Actor for East of Eden in 1955, and again the following year for the Best Actor for Giant in 1956. Wow. Yeah, I know. And he only made three movies. 
So he yeah, was nominated. I don't know, best I still, it's so weird how like big a celebrity and how iconic he is, considering yeah. he didn't really make that many movies. He like, made three, and he died before yeah. either of any of them really. He was just out. so yeah. cool. He was super cool, and he died <laughs> in a cool way. So that makes him even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, there have also been a few actors who won Best Acting uh, uh, Oscars without ever having spoken a single word on camera. And these are not silent films. These are just actors who portrayed people who couldn't speak. So okay. their entire performance was based on their like motions and yeah. facial expressions and things like that. There were three of them. Marley uh, Matlin? One? Uh, no. Oh. Really? I, I believe not. No. Um, it was, uh, um, the uh, what was her name, Best Actress? Uh, Jane Wyman. When the best actress for her portrayal of Belinda, a deaf mute in Johnny Belinda, 1948, Sir John Mills played the mute village idiot. <laughs> you don't get that title yeah, very much no, anymore. Yeah, no, it's a village idiot. Uh, in Ryan's Daughter in 1970, um, and most recently Holly Hunter. Remember this Holly Hunter uh, won best actress for her portrayal as the mute in um, the piano in 1993. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. So Anna Paquin win an Oscar. She, she, I think she won for that as well. Yeah, she was really young at that yeah, time. Yeah, like supporting actress or something. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Didn't speak a word. Still won an award. Um, most frequent hosts of the awards: uh, Bob Hope, still the reigning king with 18 Academy Award ceremonies. Yep. Followed by Billy Crystal, who yep. is my all-time favorite. Yeah. Uh, who hosted eight? Yeah, and Johnny Carson hosted five. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, weird I, to see Carson host it. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't know that I've ever actually seen footage of Carson Carson hosting the Oscars. Hmm. To but, YouTube, I know. <laughs> I'm sure it's there, but Billy Crystal is great. I I just think he should have had the like like a lifelong contract for that. Yeah. Um, the phrase and the winner is yeah was discontinued. At the 1961 Academy Awards held in 1989, or the, the 61st, sorry, the 61st Academy Awards held in 1989, the Academy decided to replace the trademark phrase, and the winner is, with the phrase, and the Oscar goes to. Oh. Yeah, so you will not hear. <laughs> they, they did it the other way. They, and the losers are, yeah, exactly. and, they ran, and whoever was left over yeah, is the winner. Yeah, it was the winner. It was smart that way. Um, <laughs> a little weird. But. Yeah. Uh, and just a quick... Uh, Oscar moment that you may be familiar with, or maybe not. Uh, during the Academy Awards ceremony, ceremony held on uh, April second, nineteen seventy-four, a man named Robert Opal ran across the stage he naked. Streaked. I remember that. Remember yeah, that? yeah. He was flashing a peace sign. So David Niven, uh, actor David Niven, who had been on stage to introduce the Best Picture category when he ran by, he he thought quickly on his feet, and he his quote was. The only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping and showing his shortcomings. That was the very first burn of all time. It was, yeah, that was yeah. a big one. And then he went like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, all right. So uh, here's an interesting one. There was at one point a 20-year delay in an award being uh, given to a, to a movie. So, in a strange turn of events, Charlie Chaplin's movie Limelight, which was produced in 1952, won the Academy Award in 1972. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How did that happen, you might ask? I, I would like to know. Yeah, okay. Um, so, it was 20 years after its release. According to the Academy's rules at the time, a movie could not be considered for an Academy Award until it had played in Los Angeles. Really? Yep. That's the truth. When Limelight... Uh, finally played at a theater in Los Angeles in 1972, it became eligible for an award. 
That is bizarre. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Isn't that strange? That is weird. I'm pretty sure they've stopped that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. Like. Yeah, like that. So, I mean, because really, you could re-release any movie now in Los Angeles and put it up for an award. Yeah, if you haven't, like, yeah. if it never was. I think they probably realized after that, they were like, eh, we should maybe change that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there have been three people who have actually refused to accept their awards. Okay. One of them you'll probably be aware of. Um, the first person to refuse the Oscar was Dudley Nichols. Remember him? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, he won the uh, best screenplay for The Informer, but boycotted the Academy Awards because of ongoing conflicts between the Academy and the Writers Guild. That was one. And then for his dramatic portrayal in World War II uh, as the World War II general in Patton, George C. Scott, who was a yeah. great actor, won the Academy Award for Best Actor, but he refused the honor stating that the award ceremony was, quote, a two-hour meat parade. <laughs> mm, meat parade. <laughs> I'd like to see a two-hour meat parade. Yeah. I don't exactly what that is. But he, so call he, it a buffet. Yeah, that's what I'd like to call it. But he wouldn't go. He wouldn't take it. And finally, Marlon Brando. Do you remember well, this, this one? Yes. This one. Refused his Best Actor Award for The Godfather uh, because Brando, is, uh, who said he refused the award because of the discrimination towards Native Americans in the U.S. and Hollywood. And then he sent a woman supposedly named um, Sasheen Littlefeather. I totally remember, remember this. Remember this? Yeah. To collect the award. And so she got up on stage and made the announcement and refused the award, wouldn't take it, and walked off and kind of explained why she was doing this. Turns out later that she was really an actress named Maria Cruz. That does not sound very Native American <laughs> yeah, to me. No. So, scam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the Academy Award has been held every year, not a nonstop, but it has been postponed three times. Yeah. So, uh, it's been postponed through. In 1938, uh, the ceremony was delayed for a week because of flooding in Los Angeles. That makes sense. They didn't want people swimming to it. <laughs> in 1968, the Amer uh, Academy Awards was pushed back two days because of Martin Luther King Jr.'s, Jr.'s funeral. Yep. They didn't want to impede on that. And the uh, Academy Awards was pushed back one day in 1981 because of the assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan. Oh, wow. So it takes yeah. some pretty big things to move the Academy Awards. <laughs> and even those things, just maybe a day. We'll yeah, just move them a that's day. It. That's all you get. Um, uh, so the Oscars are made of metal. They're eight and a half pounds. But at one point, um, the Academy handed out a plaster Oscar during World War II in support of the war after efforts because they were conserving metal. So the people got uh, Oscars made of plaster. But after the war, the plaster Oscars could be traded in for traditional metal ones. <laughs> <I'd> trade <laughs> my Oscar like, in, yeah. please. Uh... So it's just like a placeholder Oscar. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Actually. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're, we're getting down to it here. So uh, in Oscar history, two films have tied for the record of the most nominations without a single win. Uh, both uh, The Turning Point in 1977 and The Color Purple yeah. in 1985 received 11 Oscar nominations and won nothing. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Isn't that, that I mean, how could, you, how could you be so highly regarded and not, and, and and not, not win, win anything? Like, that would be the disappointment of this century, to go in thinking, we've got 11 nominations, we're going to get at least a couple of yeah, Oscars out of this. Yeah, at least a couple out of this one. None, zero. Wow. Yep. Um, now, on the flip side of that, there have been th only three films in the 92 years of the Oscars to ever win the big five. 
So the big five are best picture, best actor, best actress, best director, and best screenplay. Yeah. And those three are It Happened One Night, 1943, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 1975, and Silence of the Lambs oh, in yeah. 1991. That's right, it did. Yeah, and that, I believe, was the first and maybe only horror movie ever to win Best Picture, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's been one since or before. Not so that, that, I that, think that one really cleaned up. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, and finally, to bring it back to uh, to the current uh, Oscar ceremony, the ninety the ninety second Oscar Academy Awards in twenty twenty marked the very first time in Oscar history that an international film won Best Picture. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Eh? Yes. All right. So well, there you go. A little bit of trivia about the old Oscars. We know everything we need to know about the Oscars. Oh yeah, and I'll be back next week with more. <laughs> <laughs> this has become just an Oscar podcast. That's now. all we're gonna do now. On. All right. Well, let's go into them. Let's uh, we'll we'll go through each category just quickly. Like some yep. will have more to say than others, obviously. Yep. Um, and then uh, we'll say who won it, and then we can just talk a bit about that category. We may have nothing sure. to say. We may have lots to say. We don't know. Yeah. And it'll get more and more discussion as we get closer to the top. Yeah. And then as we go through, we'll talk about just different parts of it and things that worked and didn't work and yeah. whatever so and how i would change things yes and how you would change things <laughs> all right so okay. let's uh, let's start with like uh you start you give us a category maybe, right. maybe in the order they're given out i'm not sure what. I, well i'm gonna give them to you on the order of this ballot that i've got in my hand okay perfect. but i'll start from the bottom and go we'll end at the big one yeah yeah we got okay we'll do that so starting at the bottom we've got uh geez i i couldn't possibly have made uh, this print any smaller <laughs> for my for my old eye there we go there we go so um, we're going to start with documentary short. Documentary short. Okay. Okay. So, of course, the one that won that was the learning to skateboard in a war zone. What, what do you got to say about that? Well, is, was Tony Hawk there because of that? Was he in that documentary? Because Tony oh, Hawk was in the audience. Oh, yes, he was. You're right. Was he in the audience? I believe. Because of that? Like, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Because I was like, my son was the one that pointed him out. He was like, oh, there's Tony Hawk. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, well, he must be in the movie of some sort. Like, maybe yeah. they brought him in to show the the girls some moves or something yeah. like I don't I don't know that's a very good question I did not make that connection I have not I seen this right. doc so I have nothing really no. other than that to say but I just noticed that was a something that's that a thing well see here's the problem with these these ones like the documentaries and the, or documentary shorts and the animated shorts they're hard to find yeah like those are the ones that are that are the last things that I get to see because I can't find them anywhere yeah you know what I mean so yeah. I, where are the where are these shown. Well, they're actually YouTube is a good place for them, a good place to find them. There mm -hmm. are quite a few there that I discovered sort of a day or two ago. So if you can't find them anywhere, check that out. And because Netflix is becoming like the mega studio that it is, yeah, a, a bunch of them are there too. Oh, that's cool. So they are they're they're out there. They're just you you kind of got to search the streamers. The streamers. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So next up, we've got live action short. Once live again, action. we love the shorts. Once again, I I, I did not see a lot. Very, I didn't, yeah, I had nothing. Uh, Brotherhood did win this one, and okay. and it is uh, by the way, I believe on YouTube. So if you do want to check it out, Brotherhood, the one that won, yeah, that okay. that is the one that's there. All right. Animated short. Yeah. Okay, I do have something to say about this. Okay. Okay. So the the one that won this one is called Hair Love. Right. Um, and it's essentially about a, a little girl, um, like an African American girl who has like a lot of hair and is struggling to sort of figure out how to style it. Yeah. Um, and she's watching uh, like a hair 
cutting blog like uh, on her iPad or whatever and trying to figure it out and she can't do it and her dad sort of sees her struggling and comes to help it it appears that there's no mother there so he's trying to help and he's trying to f- you know figure this out and they and he kind of does but he doesn't but anyway then they leave and then they end up going to a hospital where they where, where you're introduced to the mother who is there because she's has cancer and she doesn't have any hair anymore um but she's it turns out was the one who was creating these hair blogs, like this hair styling oh, yeah, blogs. Yeah. So it was just her missing her mom, and and it's it's very sort of touching and and that sort of thing. So that's what that one is about. I saw that one. The other one that I saw, and I didn't see all of them because they weren't all accessible to me. Yes. But the other one that I saw is called Kit Bull. Yep. Um, and it was so the the hair love was produced by Sony Entertainment, Sony yep. Animation. Kit Love or Kit Bull was produced by Pixar. It was, oh, that's it cool. was their okay. Pixar thing. Um, it, it so it's it's essentially about a, a little a kitten who sort of jumps into a uh, like a junkyard kind of area and he's playing around and realizes that in that junkyard there's a there's a pit bull, also. So there's like the, these moments of tension and there's this like ah what's going to happen? And as the story progresses slowly, you realize that the pit bull is there because he's a fighting dog. Like he's been chained up and they take him into. To, oh, to like, like to, fight, to yeah. fight other dogs, and he's all cut up and whatever. And so it's about this relationship between the dog and the cat, and and how it eventually becomes this like cute, yeah, relationship. Anyway, um, so I watched those are the two I watched. Um, I thought Kit Bull was infinitely better. Yeah, it it hit all the emotions. The animation was great. It I thought it was a fantastic. Six minute short. Yeah, it was really good. The other one, Hair Love, was good. It was well done, but I didn't feel any emotion. I yeah. didn't. I didn't make the connection to the to the characters like I did in Kit Bull. So I I don't quite get what the hype was about about that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But anyway, so that's for I guess. I, I suppose it was so. That, anyway, that was just that was my little. I I was hoping Kit Bull would win, but it did not. Uh, so anyway, that's my little. Uh, that's my take on that category. All right. <laughs> um, and then uh, then we move into visual effects. Okay. Okay, so visual effects, we had uh, Avengers, uh, The Irishman, Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I was, of course, hoping that Star Wars <laughs> might get something, but of course it didn't. So it went to 1917. Yep. Which... I, I was I was debating between 1917 and The Lion King on this one okay. um, because The Lion King was fully animated, but it looked 100% photorealistic. It looked like a real world, yeah. and it was it was pretty spectacular as far as as far as that goes. So I didn't know kind of which direction they were going to go, but the experts seemed to think that 1917 was the way to go, and that's of course where it went. Well, there were some things that they showed. I like how they showed in the packages, like they'd show like a scene, but then they'd show like the scene with the green screen yes. or whatever. I didn't realize a lot of those buildings weren't even there. No, like yeah. that, that. So then I was like, okay, that impresses me even more now that I that I see what they've done in some yes. of that, in those situations. But yeah, because I thought it was. I thought everything was there, and they were just moving cameras through like yeah. sets that they built. I didn't realize either that it was so like CG'd from yeah. um, 1917, but it was. And I, I feel know. like an Endgame or a Star Wars, even though it's so CG'd and so like visual effects, 
that it's almost overlooked yeah. because it's it's too much. I think, it's like I think they're like, so. oh, these guys know what they're doing. Like, like let's go for someone that maybe does something that we're not expecting. Yes, like, yeah. Less is more, I guess. Exactly. And those like the the end game and the Star Wars ones, they look CG. Like they're mm. on different planets and they're like you know that it's CG. It's the when it's like the 1917s when you think it's real, and then find out later that it's all fake. That's when it's a really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I thought the visual effects in the Irishman were good in that. It was actually probably supposed to be a two-hour movie, and it felt like a three-and-a-half-hour yeah, movie. Yeah, so they yeah. added all of that. So, that's so, wait, really wait, good. That's part of visual effects. You just yeah. you seem like you're watching it forever. That was so really was like... impressive. So it should have won. My, fa- my favorite line from the entire broadcast last night was Chris Rock on stage with Steve Martin, and he Chris Rock turns to Martin Scorsese and says, Martin, I just want to let you know, I loved the first season of The Irishman. <laughs> That was brilliant, because that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right, moving up. Um, Then we have the sound editing and sound mixing categories. Okay. So traditionally, this is the same same film wins both. Like, I'd say- You would think it'd go hand in hand, right? Yeah, like eight times out of ten, it's the same movie that wins both categories. Yeah. So I went Ford versus Ferrari on this one, because- the the sound effects in the in the driving the racing and it's, it was just unbelievable to me yeah so I went with both but this year they split it so the uh, Ford versus Ferrari went with sound editing and um, and 1917 went sound mixing so what's the difference between mixing and editing every year so, I think of this and I'm and like what's well, the di- yeah like what would be the difference I know mixing obviously mixing it into the film and the music and everything but yeah and but. I think that so I think that the sound editing is literally adding the sounds. So yeah. adding sound effects, like finding sound effects to to match the video, yeah. is sound editing, and then mixing and this, is mixing everything together. Yeah, with like, the music, with right. the sound, it's like literally, and I think it's also mixing the that, score. That's the rendering. Yes, of the, <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. That, so that, that's that, the person that has to wait to render for four hours. That's right. For the, yeah, for that exactly. scene. Yeah. Yeah. So it should really go to the computer. Yeah, it should. The computer should win that. <laughs> yeah, one. but so that's a, yeah. So I think mixing involves the music as well, whereas sound editing, I think, is just like the placing of sound effects right uh, somebody can correct me if i'm wrong about that but i believe yeah that, that's that sounds about that's probably sounds about yeah. right so i, I thought 1917 though was pretty cool because there's a lot of explosions in the background yeah there was a lot of stuff going on it like yeah. sound wise at all times like it was kind of a soundscape that movie so it was yeah. I, it doesn't surprise me that it was like one something was. yeah yeah no it made sense to me after i saw it it I was just, up it was sound mixing is what it won yeah, yeah yeah but i just i was surprised that it they split it was two different movies that one, that one, because it's so but then, but then when you see something like Rise of Skywalker and you're like, that has so many sounds in it. I know. Like, well, it's that, like, like yeah. there's so there's so much going on. But again, it's too much. Like it's it like, might be. It might they yeah. might think it's overdone. Yeah. You know, I mean, less is more kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe that's where they're. I don't. I don't really know how people vote when it comes yeah, to I stuff like this. At least like Star Wars was in there, like in the category. Yeah, it got nominated. Joker. I was like. Why is this in here? Like there was nothing really in that like in that movie that I'm really like oh I had those great sounds yeah. like sound mixing I mean, going it was on more in there, just sound sort of, editing yeah it was more just like natural sounds of the city yeah like I don't Kinda. know maybe there was more to it than that we know yeah but, I don't know well, I, is, are these voted by like by the pe- their peers yes or, okay. yeah so each category is voted by the people who do it yeah so the sound. Uh, like professional sound mixers and editors would only vote for that category, I believe. But I think everybody votes for best picture. Okay. So everybody gets that one, but then the people who specialize vote for the other ones. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving up. Uh, Production design. 
If you hear, this one? If, if you hear some like some scrolling, some scrolling, it's because I've got this whole screen up with all the movies. Like there's Perfect. pictures of them all. So oh, pictures. I'm on the Oscar. I'm on Oscars.go.com. Oh, okay, so fair enough. My, you get pictures. I I got just print over here. Yeah, that, you got the exciting can, side. This is the, well, I can see all the the uh, nominees. Oh, as well. perfect. Okay, so production. Okay, got it. Yep. So production is right there. Um. So that went to, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. I I thought it would go to, 1917. I was wrong. Uh, it went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which in retrospect I I agree with. I think yeah. that's because because they rebuilt, like four blocks of Hollywood Boulevard to to look like. 1969. Yeah. So they they put up the old neon. They changed every storefront. Well, they, even inside the inside the actual like apartments and and, yeah. and like places they lived, all, all had to look had that feel, right? Yeah. Like, it was it's amazing when you and, think and of what like they did. the sets they were on all had to have that sort of feel as yeah. well. They're a western set or whatever. And they were all apparently they were all real too. I mean, 1917 obviously had a lot of CG buildings and things like that, but. I, as far as I know, in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those were all like real buildings. Like yeah. they really replaced storefronts and things like that. <laughs> I said the women that that uh, one looked like they actually lived in that time yes. period, so, so they like, would know. So they knew it better than anyone. <laughs> exactly, they were a perfect hire for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, makeup and hairstyling went to Bombshell, and that seemed to be the general consensus. I didn't actually see Bombshell. Did you? See I haven't Bombshell? seen it. No. But I, I mean, it was a lot of it's like a female centric cast and so there's a lot of different hairstyles a lot of makeup and that sort of thing and so i i assume that that's yeah i, mean, I haven't seen it so i yeah i couldn't tell you yeah well i mean which kind of surprised me because i mean 1917 had a lot of you know i mean war looking makeup like to make them look like they were in the midst of battle and stuff I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on that. I, I don't know enough about it to like yeah. really make judgments on no. it. No. Like, so we just kind of because makeup to me to like I mean like the Joker's a, a, a situation or even a Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. Are <laughs> <laughs> two that like I mean they're characters that wear makeup. Yes. Like like like, the, like actual like stage makeup or whatever. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. We just skip those ones. We just make guesses and we move along. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So then we go up to editing. Um, and the uh, Ford versus Ferrari won this one, and I I could see that as as somebody who's worked in television for a long long time and does a lot of editing, I could see how impressive the editing was in that as far as keeping the pacing going and yeah. making the races exciting. It was I mean it could very easily have been just you know a camera following a car, but they they did an awful lot to make that movie like. A hundred times more exciting with with their quick cuts and their angles and and where they place things. Yeah, just looking at who was up there, I don't think that any of them. Like, I mean, Parasite might be the next best, I think, in that category. Yeah, the Irishman they got it because someone actually had to sit for three and a half hours. And yeah, edit that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, so, I mean, the problem with the editing is that they didn't edit enough. Yeah, out of no. the Irishman. Well, but then, but someone actually had to edit that much because he was being well, told to. So yeah, I, like, I also think that the original the exhaustion cut was, alone is like worth it. The, the original cut was ten hours long. Oh god, so they edited down to. Three and a half, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, uh, and then moving up, we've got costume design, uh, which went to Little Women. Okay, which makes sense because it's a period piece. Yeah, I said as soon as that came up, I said uh, I'll get, I'll guarantee you Little Women because it's it's a, per- a period piece. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And of course, at one, I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's true. If there's a period piece in the in the category, yeah, I don't know why they love that. The I Academy loves a good period they piece. They really like, do. They really they love it. And it's I mean, I guess the the clothing is a bit more complicated. Like it's not 
new fashion, so they do have to yeah. like add more layers and, and. See, I would say in that category is looking at it. I would say Jojo Rabbit. And I'll tell yeah, you, because okay. I think the clothes are important to what happened in the act. They're part of the story. Yes. Like, her shoes were part of the story. Yeah. Like the way she dressed. Like, I think that, like, uh, um, Scarlett Johansson, like, I think there was a lot in that 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 really set the tone in that based on how they looked. Yes, I agree. So yeah. I, I, I felt like the, the, the clothes in that were almost a character. In yeah, it, I, I agree. That's a good way of looking at it. And it's also a period piece. It is essentially, but not not, <laughs> not like, the same period. Yeah, not the uh, like the 17th century or yeah, whatever. No. Whatever that happened, I have no clue. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. So that that went there. That was rel- relatively predictable, I think. Yeah. Cinematography went to Roger Deakins, 1917. My thought is, if Roger Deakins is involved in this category at all, put your money on him. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna win it, <laughs> hands down. I think I think it's just he's just it's just a given with him. The only other one I thought maybe in this category I haven't seen it. You have is Lighthouse, just because it looks cool. Oh yeah, but, and, but I don't know what that like. Well, it, and it was all black and white Lighthouse, yeah, and, and it was beautiful. Like it was unbelievably well shot, and it it looked amazing. Uh, but I think the problem was that it was essentially sort of a couple of locations yeah. through the whole movie. So there wasn't a, a big variety of, of area that they had to consider. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, I mean, compared to 1917. Yeah. Where, you know, went through trenches and, and towns. That was a pretty amazing movie, actually, you know, as far it, as that went. It went. So I, I, I feel like, and again, Roger Deakins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, moving up to original song. This is the part of the Oscar broadcast that I find kind of interesting. Like just watching it, yeah. Just because the the performances are pretty cool, yeah. Like even if you don't know the songs, they're pretty spectacular what they do with these uh, with the, with the performances. Like when Elton John went up on stage to perform um, the "I'm Gonna Love Me Again," mm-hmm. that performance was phenomenal. Like the staging was crazy. Can I say a huge mistake that they did on this one? Yeah. <laughs> no, not enough cats. <laughs> no, it had, it had to do with Eminem. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that Eminem performed. Yeah, I had nothing against Eminem performing. That was cool. Okay. Um, the only problem is that whole package, how they showed like how how songs you relate them to movies. Yes. Really, it's shown to me showed how lame original songs have been the last like ten years. Right. Yeah. Because but there was a time when you would associate a song with a movie instantaneously. Yes. Because that like the soundtracks were such a bigger deal back then. Yeah. Now soundtracks aren't really as big a deal, so songs don't really like. Stick out like Gangster's Paradise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Like, there's, there, when's the last like big soundtrack song that you really remember being a big hit? Yeah, I, that everyone well, loved, and that was actually like maybe like. Well, unless you're a Disney movie, and then you get Frozen, then you get like. Yeah, that's about know, the only one I can think but of. But it's and, really and, only Disney movies, and maybe that some happen. Bond ones, maybe in there. Like there's the Adele one, like the. I guess. Like, yeah, it's but close. I don't know. But there's nothing like like a Highway to This Danger Zone no. or a Footloose or like those type you're of right. movies. Like and so when they're performing them last, I'm like I've never heard of any of these. Like no. the only one I kind of heard was the Elton John only because I'd seen the movie. Yeah. But I've never. It's like none of them are really being played anywhere. No. Like Randy Newman's songs sound all exactly the same. They do. To me. <laughs> like, it's exactly. Sounds, the same. Not yep. that he's not talented. I just I just find like it's like I think I texted you and said if I never hear a Randy Newman song again, it'll be you know I'll be fine You'll with be it. Fine. Like yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I just find they all just sound the same. Like, yeah, they do a lot of his stuff, and they and I mean his sound is now associated with Toy Story and yeah. those Pixar movies. So you could do, but you're right. I mean, it, you don't have those iconic, like they stop. They pretty much stopped the uh, the the montage of songs and movies in like like twenty 
like 2003 with M&M's. Yeah. Like they didn't really have a lot of new movies in that montage. Like yeah, it was because, all because there's nothing stuff. there's nothing that's like really stands out anymore. It's yeah. like like other yeah, other than Frozen or something like that's like this is a hit song and it's in a movie. Yes. Like it's like there's very few of those. Like and I'm last night yeah. I'm like these are just like sound like stuff that would just be on your the original score or something. Yeah. Like it's not really yeah. they weren't jumping out at me as like, Oh, these are great songs or anything no, like and I mean I guess the the last one I can think of is um the Lady Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, um, that that one you would re- re- relate to that yeah, song specifically. But that's that was rare. Like yeah, I think that's, that's it's wh- rare. I think yeah. that's why that one got was so big was because it's it doesn't happen very often anymore. Yeah, but there'd be a time when like three at least three of those songs would be like, oh yeah, I know this from this movie. Yeah. Like, now it's like I don't know hardly any of the songs anymore. No, but, it's true. And and most and, th- and that was the only thing I was saying. Like it was a mistake almost showing that because then it really accentuated why yes. we don't remember any of these soundtrack. And I think it's just yeah. a sign of the times. Soundtracks just aren't as big a deal. As they used to I be, think but. you're right. Well, and now the the main song, like if they bring in an, a, an artist to to sing a song, it's over the final credits. Like it's not mixed into the movie. Yeah, it's not part of the movie or so, part of the action. Or, yeah, so yeah. most people leave during the credits, so they're not even hearing like the good version of whatever song they're they've written. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a different it's a different thing. But, but Eminem uh, was fine. I, I yeah. know there was people who were like, why is he performing at it? But it made sense because they they did that pack. Because usually every year yeah. they do some sort of package on some aspect of, of movies, right? Like, and yeah, so this one they just focused on that that and it was a perfect w- opportunity to bring him back who yep. never performed it in the first place like yep. 20 years ago or whatever and, and then And doesn't he have an album? Ago. He's a brand new album too. Yeah, so but, there might be it, that too. It made total sense to bring him back. Yeah. It was kind of fun and people were into it. And it was really good. You know what? You know what I realized though? I haven't seen him like on TV or anywhere in I can't even tell you. I didn't recognize him. Oh yeah, like he's got a full beard now. Yeah, the last I'm like who is who have they brought out to sing this song? <laughs> yeah, the last time I saw him like at an award show, I can't which it might have been American Music Awards where Sasha Baron Cohen like oh, came yes. down from the audience and his head landed in his in his crotch. Yes, remember that? And, and yeah. they made it look like he was really mad at him. Like it actually like they they did some bit like yeah. But everyone, everyone oh, that was, was like, oh, years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean that was pretty cool and it was great and the audience was loving it. Yeah, yeah. So that I thought I thought that was cool. I kind of like the songs side of things. It just it also it breaks up sort of the monotony of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? True. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Um, so that was original song, original score. Again, I I really hoped because John Williams was uh, nominated for this one. I was really hoping that the Academy would give him an Oscar for his very last time creating a soundtrack for Star Wars. Yeah. Because he said this is it. He's not doing anymore. I kind of thought that it. It would be nice at like a like a send off. Give him the Oscar. Come on, what? Who? Who's it gonna hurt, really? You know. Yeah. But uh, but if, nope, he didn't. It went to uh, how do you pronounce it? Hilder Gutendorfer. Oh, for Joker. For Joker. Which was weird too. I was like, that's an interesting. Uh, yeah. One, but... Well, and she also won the Golden Globe for it. Like she's she's yeah. been on a bit of a run with this one. Um, and not, it was a good soundtrack. Like it was a good score. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought it was quite good. But I just, you know, just my own personal, uh, you know, fanboy. Thing. I just was really hoping that they'd give it to, yeah. to John Williams. But then I thought about it and I thought, you know, the soundtrack was good, but he's got material to base it on already. It's not completely original because yeah. there are themes that continue through all the Star Wars movies that he 
builds on. Yeah. So I guess I can understand why they didn't give it to him because it's not entirely brand new. Can I just say in the original score they had the uh, part where they played like bits and pieces of all the scores. Yes. That woman was intense. Holy like, cow! I can't. I always forget how intense a conductor is. Yes. Like she was super intense. Oh, she man. was like, really into it. I know. Yeah. She, yeah. Had, and she looked like she's wearing like a cool bulletproof vest. She did. Like, well, I thought she was a matador. Yeah. It looked very superheroish. Whatever <laughs> she was wearing. But. It was cool. And she was the first female conductor that's ever conducted the orchestra for the. That's, that's cool. It like, was really. But cool. she was like, man, those conductors are intense. Yeah. Like, they're, they're frightening. Was, yeah. One. One. Like wrong move and just put an eye out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thanks. <laughs> so uh, then we move on to documentary feature. Again, I wasn't able to see any of these. Yeah. Did right. you? No. No. Okay. no. Went to uh, American Factory, yep. which I wouldn't mind seeing now. But anyway, um, animated feature. So I have a, a little thing to say about this one too. Me it, too, because I know I've seen you. All of you them. are yeah. all about the animated features. I love a good animated feature. <laughs> Uh, so of course it went to Toy Story four because yeah. if there's I could have said that movie, right off the top. Yeah, if there's a Pixar movie in the in the badge, it's going there. Yeah, and it was a it was a great movie. Like I'm not I'm not denying how good this movie was because it was fantastic. And the animation was also fantastic. However, I really wanted to see Missing Link win this one. This is the movie that was put out by a studio called Leica. Uh-huh. And they're the ones who did um, Coraline and Paranorman and Box Trolls. Okay, yep. And they did Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, this is their fifth movie. And these movies are, they're, so they're not traditional animation. They're stop motion animation, which yeah. means that the figures they do. are I've real. Seen the, I've seen at least three of those ones you've said. Yes, yeah, you have. And, yeah. yeah. So they're so there are real figures, like they're physical like dolls that they have to move a tiny, like a tiny bit and then Take two frames of of film, move again. Like take time two, consuming. It takes apparently uh, something like four years to create one of these movies, but they're all done by hand, which means every piece of the set, everything that they interact with, is all handmade yeah. to scale. And then they have to move like this. It's such a tedious process, and it's amazing what they what they're able to do. Plus, the story is really good. Yeah. So it would. I just felt like. It, I I thought I thought the story was as good as Toy Story four, but I think the the like the the amount of work that it took to put this thing together and make it deserves some recognition. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. I, some of these categories, I know they had to put five five people in them, but sometimes I think like they could pro- maybe go four in some yeah, of them. Like I, I think mean, so. this this how did Train Your Dragon really need to be in there? Well, like yeah, and it wasn't gonna win. Like yeah, I, it, it wasn't. Just, I felt like that was just like they needed to throw something. I'm like. This must have been a pretty like weak year for animated movies if that was put in. Like, yeah. It just seemed like that seems like something that should have gone straight to home video. Yeah. It, I mean, there it, I just said home video for you. You did. Thank you, Vestron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why they have to make categories a certain number, mm-hmm. like why they have to include a certain number of movies per category. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it helps the industry if they have an extra movie. Yeah. And it, and it boosts sales and all that stuff. Yeah. But so I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed at that missing link. So I'm hoping one day Leica makes a movie that will win this category because they should. Um, they did win the Golden Globe, though. Oh, did they? That's for, good. For that, so I'm happy with that. that oh, that's good. You know what? The Golden Globe sometimes worth more. Exactly. I was, I was all right with that. Um, all right. Then uh, we move on to international feature. Which right. it took me until the very Did we end. Animated short. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, one with the cat. Oh, cat gotcha. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, so many things. I know it's a lot of animation going on. Okay, here. so what are we on now? Uh, we're on international feature. Okay, which used to be foreign language. Film. Yes, and I did not even realize. I, I didn't catch that either until literally they said it at the end of the when Parasite won. Yeah. He said, "I want to," or when he when um, 
when the director won and said, I want to thank the Academy for making the change, I didn't. it didn't even occur to me that they had done that. But I think it's so smart. And then it, right after, did you think, why was it ever called foreign language yes. film? Is that the dumbest name? It, like, it really when, is. When it really pigeonholes it. Like, well, yeah. it's, such a, it's such a like English language thing to do. It is. It's like, oh, that's a foreign language film. It's like, yeah. it's an international film. Like, that's, that's right. really what it is. Like, well, it's like, but, but what's interesting is that not all of them are foreign language because Canada is has been included. Like, Canada has had... Yeah, uh, we had a movie in, in there. I mean, I I, I think Men with Brooms, we, I think, was nominated. Yes, I think Goon was in there. Yep. <laughs> Porky's at one point. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure they were all in there. in there. That's right. We're not a foreign language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although there have been some French-Canadian films. Yes. There that, you know, Good but, Cop, Bon Cop. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> but, I'm running um, out of Canadian films. Yeah, that's, uh, that was all of them, I believe. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think this is smart. International feature. I, I love I that. Think, I love that yeah. they changed that. Me too. I thought that was that was. I've a got really another good change. Movie. I think they should make, but I'll, we'll get to it in a All second. Right. Okay. okay, perfect. Um, so, international feature, of course, went to Parasite. There was no question. I don't think anybody thought anything else. Yeah. Um, so that that was pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, we'll talk about Parasite in a minute. I'm gonna yeah. Get but yeah, it was cool. Parasite. Parasite. Well, I knew that yeah. was like a a fan favorite. Like yes. going into this, yeah. and that it, was uh, a bit of a lock. Okay, and yeah. when we get the best picture too, we'll kind of just give our little thoughts on each picture. Yes, it's like because we did manage, by the way, to see all nine. Yes, yes, <laughs> and we're gonna brag about that. Uh, yeah, because, we are uh, because we're proud. Well, yeah, <laughs> already. <laughs> um, adapted screenplay. Now we're into the screenplay sections. Adapted screenplay went to uh, Taika Waititi for that's, Jojo that's good, Rabbit. Good way to... Yeah. Jojo Rabbit, which I was it Taiko Watiti. Taika 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 Watiti. Yeah, that's such a weird name. I know Taika Watiti, uh, for Jojo Rabbit, and I think that was perfect. Yeah, I think that was that was the perfect choice for this one. I mean, it was up against Joker, Irishman, uh, Little Women, and the two and two Pope, the two Popes. Yeah, but like I. So okay, so here's just I know we are, we're not at the best pictures. Okay, I'll wait for this one. Okay, but anyway, I, I thought I thought that was a great choice. I, you know the thing with Irishman, and I keep, I keep like slogging on it, <laughs> but it did get me to read more information about those characters, right? Like based on like the screenplay, like yeah. I, I was like, you know, this is interesting, like the, who this person is for yeah. in real life, like the the one that De Niro played. Yep. So I was I did go back and kind of research a little bit about the book yep. that it was based on because it, it sort of interested me. Yeah. Will I ever read it? No, but no, it was, but, it, but you but, know but more about it. Not, it was intriguing enough a story that I was like, I gotta see a little bit more about this. Like, yes. So, anyways. Exactly, and that's that's the point is to get you intrigued, but Jojo Rabbit. I saw Jojo Rabbit twice in the theater because I it was. It's right up there with one of my maybe even top ten movies of all time. I, I love lo- Jojo Rabbit. I just there was, I don't know what it was about it, but we'll talk yeah. about it when we get to we'll it. We'll get but. there. Okay, so that was adapted screenplay, uh, original screenplay. Uh, I was really hoping that it would go to Quentin Tarantino. Just I was hoping so too. I love Tarantino, and I I would give him awards for everything he does. Yeah, but I I actually thought that he might. He's won it before, I believe. I think he's won screenplay before. Uh, original screenplay. I believe he has. Uh, I think I I can't remember now which one. I don't know if it was orig- or, um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, maybe, I, or Pulp Fiction. Maybe it might. I don't. Pulp he Fiction. may have won Pulp Fiction. Maybe um, that was what it was. I, I Loops looking it up right now. I'm looking up right now. What so while talking. while okay. we, while he's looking it up, it actually went to uh, Bong Joon Ho for uh, Parasite, and Parasite was the last movie I I saw. In the the list of nine movie of the nine best pictures, yeah, and and having having seen it, I saw it like the Saturday right before Oscars, 
and and then I kind of changed my mind because <laughs> I think I think Parasite is probably the most original script I've seen in it's eh, forever. It's one of those scripts because I've written plays and stuff, yeah. and, and you and you start watching it and you're like, oh, this is such a con-. like I don't know if I've seen a concept like it before. Yeah. But I was like, I'm like, this is really cool. Yes. Like how it's like how it started going together. I don't want to give away too much if you haven't seen it. Like, yeah, no, this but, is what um, you don't want to give away. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's such a concept where you're like, oh, how has no one done this before? Yeah. This is a very cool, cool it's, concept. Like the idea of it isn't so I was talking to somebody today who said the the closest they could come to uh comparing it to something is the talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like that. Like it's sort of like the talented Mr. Ripley, but then then he takes it in a direction that you do not see coming. Yeah. And the ending is like way not what you see coming. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's it's so smart and it's so you just I just I literally it was one of the movies those movies that I finished and then I really wanted to like start all over again. Yeah. I was I almost said rewind. But <laughs> I wanted to put in the VCR and hit that rewind button and I I just thought it was absolutely fantastic yeah. in, in every way. So I, I that that was a well-deserved original screenplay award. Okay, I was going to just going to interject oh, yeah, here. Yeah, you got the, the Tar- Tarantino yeah. watch. All right. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> okay, so he's been nominated for best picture once. Right? Or was it Once Upon a Time? Oh, yeah, yeah. So none of his oh, other really? movies, yeah, has never been nominated. What? Best Director three times. Uh-oh. Never won. No. But been nominated three times. Okay. Um, best Original Screenplay, uh, nominated four times, won twice. Oh, twice. Pulp Fiction, he won, and uh, Django Unchained. Oh, Django. One. Um, right. Nominated was Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time. Okay. So huh. that's, that's where he... Thank, thank you, Google. Thank you. <laughs> it knows stuff so fast. I know. It just knows everything. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I, I feel all right about that. I just want to, because Tarantino's also said that his next movie is his last. He's going to make 10 movies and that's it. I, I, that's noticed, I noticed Brad Pitt said something. What did he say? Well, we'll get to it. When oh, he okay. We'll get there. there. But anyway, that's what he has said. So I'm, I just would like him to win. I'd love to see him win director at least. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. So moving on. Now we're into the uh, the, the big ones here. Um, actress in a supporting role uh, went to Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Okay. I, I think that was a good choice. What do you think? What, what's I, your take on that? I, I've got a different take on. Okay. That. I, I love I love Laura Dern. I'm a big okay. Laura Dern fan because yeah. like I'm a David Lynch fan, and Laura Dern right. sort of part of his little yep. group. And she is so incredible in a lot of the movies that he's done. Yeah. And she just she she just every time she's in a movie you. You, it's hard to keep take your eyes off her because right. she's just she's just good at what she does. Yeah, I think she like deserves everything she gets. Um, yeah. I was just looking at this like who was in it. I haven't, I haven't seen Bombshell. There's a few. I haven't seen Bombshell or Richard Jewell. Right. I'm a big Kathy Bates fan too. Yes. By the way, I yes. love Kathy Bates. Yeah. Um, I just I feel like if you're putting her up against, I, I feel like even Scarlett Johansson in the role she had, even though it was a smaller role, yeah. so was Laura Dern's. Laura Dern's role was not a big role. role. I just thought Scarlett Johansson's was almost more, like it moved me more than than hers. I felt Florence, um, is it Pew or? Pew. Pew. Yeah. I thought her role in Little Women even was like more meaty yeah. and, and had more to it than, like, I don't know. I just feel like, I just... I don't know if that was the right thing for her to win. Okay, fair I, I, enough. But, I, I, but I, 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 she was fantastic in it. Yeah. I just when I kind of look at what the other people did in the other movies, yeah. I just don't know if that was. But yeah, I love Laura Dern, so she can win. So you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I, I guess I agree with you. My and my whole thing was, <clears throat> I, I thought the the performances in Marriage Story were some of the best of the whole year, 
and I and I think um, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver were phenomenal. So yeah. I want, and but I knew that Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were not going to win for their for those categories because they were up against Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. Bernie. So I was kind of happy that somebody from that movie won an award because I thought I just thought the acting in Marriage Story was like through the roof. Yeah. It was some of the best performance, some of the most raw and it, real performance. It was an actor's it. movie for yeah. sure. Like more than it was a watching movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to Marriage yeah, Story. Okay, fair enough. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh so that was that when a actor in a supporting role uh of course went to Brad Pitt because he's won absolutely every award for and, this and role. And that surprises me. And, yeah. and I liked him in that. It just didn't like he was great, like yep. as he usually is. I just I don't know. It was just Seem, it just seemed like him walking through a movie. Uh, well, like, I, I was talking to somebody, and I feel like I feel like that role was as as close to the real Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> not like, that I know Brad Pitt or know anything about what he's like in real life, but I feel like that's what he's like in real life. Like it just wasn't like it just seemed like a role like yeah. I, not that I can say anyone could play, but, no, but it was like I mean he obviously brought a lot to the role that no one else would have brought yeah. to that, but. Um, I don't know. I love Joe Pesci and that's what I was just an Irishman. Yeah. Like I just thought he was like, it was just he had such a cool demeanor in it. Yep. And like, like here they are, like you know, killing people, and he's just sort of like, hey, you know what? It's just the way things are. It's the way that this is like how how we do things. Yeah. And he was just so had so cool in it, and like, and 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 for his role, um, um, both him and and um, uh, uh, was Al Pacino, they they had to like. Change their performance based on age. Yeah. Like they aged like 40 years or 50 years or something across the movie. Yeah. So they had to change how they performed. Like a young a young man doesn't act the same way as an 80-year-old man in a wheelchair does. Yeah. So they had to literally change their persona like throughout the course of the movie. I feel like that was a harder job. Like yeah. Brad Pitt's job wasn't easy, but he was Brad Pitt from start start to finish <laughs> like yeah. he was the same guy you know but these guys really they had to work to really figure out how they would have behaved um as they aged and yeah i think that's a whole different level of acting so it really surprised me that pesci didn't win i would love to have seen pesci win for that as you know as long as as uh the irishman was and drawn out it, the performances were fantastic yeah no i thought it was yeah, yeah. it was good i thought they were good all right, now we're we're up to the the big four here, the top four. Actress in a leading role uh, went to, of course, Renee Zellweger because, like Brad Pitt, she's been winning every single uh, awards, you know, prize yeah. this whole season. <laughs> so that was that was pretty much a lock. I haven't seen her in that. I'm sure she's fantastic. I just her speech was like I'm meandering. Um, if you're gonna go up there, I'll talk about this in a bit. But I just I just felt like. I expect more from the best actor and actresses when they go up to do speeches. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you got to keep it concise and just. And I felt like she threw like a whole thing in there. Like she was trying to do something like, because everybody's always doing these political things. I yeah. thought she was trying to do that, but she really had nothing to say. No. So she was kind of just like, I don't, well, I don't know where she was going with it. It just was like, okay, like, get out. I just wanted to pull a parachute and get her yes, off there because seriously. it was. And, and I don't, the, my problem was that she, because she's won every award, she's thanked the same people multiple times. She thanked them at the Golden Globe. She thanked them at the SAG Awards. Yeah. She thanked them again. Like, you, you know, you don't need to, like, and this is what, this is why Walking Phoenix, we, we can get there in a minute, but this is why Walking Phoenix did a good job, I yeah. thought, with his, with his speech, because he had done the same thing. He had won every, every award and thanked people 
at the other awards. So he had done that. So he used this time as like a platform to talk about his his uh, you know his political views and that yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And ch- you know changed it up, <laughs> but kept it tight. He yeah. obviously had had it rehearsed, kind of things had something prepared and written, and it was. It was really good. So I'm not I, sure what. Here's the other thing I was going to mention before that I, I I was leading up to earlier oh, yeah. for the actress and actor and all that. Like I'd like to see it be actor in a leading role, female actor in a leading oh, role, male. That's good. And, and the only reason I, I say that is because I mean it's now they've changed the international one. Yeah. I feel like it's about time that it's like because they're actors. Yes. They're actors. And, act, and they all of, say and they all say that. Yeah. Like you like, if you ask any. I of just them. think actors is a bit of like a, an older term. Yes. And I just think it should be actor in a lead role, male actor in a lead role, female. I, okay? I just I completely it, it's agree. It's a little a little change, but I yeah. think it just it means a lot. Yeah. But I mean it's it's. I mean, and a lot of places are doing that. Like that's yeah. sort of like the newer thing. But uh, yeah, I I, know. you know what? I it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Yeah. In the next couple of years, I could totally see that. I could so if they've gone if they've started with the you know you, you got you can't push these guys. They're yeah. like a bunch of old people who are sitting around in boardrooms and well, it's been tradition forever. <laughs> so, but anyway, I I agree. I think that would make much more sense. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, here's my one last thought on Renee Zellweger. I, I did see Judy. That was the one movie outside the best pictures that I wanted to see because she had been nominated yeah. and won all these things. I wanted to see the performance. It was good. It was good. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, she did a very good job of portraying Judy Garland. And and you like I, I forgot several times that it was actually Renee Zellweger. It looked like Judy Garland. She looked like Judy Garland and and that was and it was very good. But when you compare that performance to Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, yeah, they're not on the same level. Like Scarlett Johansson's performance was so like like internalized, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it the, to me those performances felt like they were real and they just happened to have cameras in the room catching real people, you know, talking from their heart. Yeah. And it was I just thought her performance was so powerful, Scarlett Johansson, and I didn't get that same feeling from Renee Zellweger. But here's my theory on why she won, because actors tend to vote for actors who portray actors. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like actors love when movies are made about Hollywood, about actors. So she was an actor portraying like an iconic actress and she did a very good job at it. And yeah. I and I think that is what attracted a lot of like academy voters to it because honestly I just I I I just thought that Scarlett Johansson was a much stronger performance. Yeah. Well, it's weird cuz you know they show the clips. Yeah. And there was a clip of uh, I, I don't know if I pronounce her name right. It's like Cynthia Erivo. Yeah. Uh, from Harriet. Yeah. And her just that little tiny clip from that movie looked yeah. way better than it anything did. that Renee's yeah. has done. That that I've seen that movie. I haven't watched the movie so I can't really make a proper judgment on it, but right. I just like even that little clip I'm like that's intrigued me to see Harriet. Like yeah. I'm like this looks kind of cool. Like, it's, I, it's true. So I I don't know. I you know, I went with it on my, my ballot because I knew she was going to win, but I just I don't think that she was the best performance this year. That's All my right. take. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, now moving on to actor in a leading role, uh, of course, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like I I don't think there's any question. Yeah, I don't think so either. I in like I like Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. I don't think he should have been nominated for that role. Again, uh, it just seems yeah. like a. Like a Tarantino-y role. Yes. Like, it, it, like it's like a, it's like just cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like 
like he's really stretched to. I mean, though no. there was some scenes uh, there, in there that were like where he, he was crying when he was talking to that girl and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and when he went into the, his trailer and yeah, traffic, yeah, yeah. I guess there, there were, was some stuff there in there, were, but it wasn't consistent. Like it wasn't all like that. Like yeah. Joaquin Phoenix was that was the Joker from the minute you saw him to the end of the movie. Like he was. Plus, he lost fifty pounds for the role. Like he seriously committed. He was, he to was this amazing. Role. He was amazing in that movie. There's yeah. no doubt. Like I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Um, like I like Jonathan Price actually a lot. Um, yeah, and they're it, good. To, I I I I um I got halfway through that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's very it's like, talky. But I, I just like Walking Phoenix like blew me away yeah. in that role. Like, yeah, like, he was he was just so and I like it was one of those roles that only he could have done. Yeah, like somebody else could have played the Leonardo DiCaprio role. Yeah. They could have cast it like. You know Bradley Cooper, or you know what I mean. Like somebody else could have been in that role. Yeah. Nobody else could have played the Joker. Yeah. That, so I that was just a given. Yeah. I think I think that was a hundred percent. And and his speech at the end, like I said before, I think he was great. I I enjoyed listening to him. So good for him. Yeah. Is his speech? Um, he had done a speech kind of similar with a different like before that with yeah. the, whatever the last awards was like. Because there's a whole series of awards. Like, yes. Um, Actors Guild or whatever it was. Um, so I knew as soon as he went up there, it was he was going to launch into something. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say. I think I'm going to say. I'm just going to get slight. Yeah. I, I feel he's sincere. Yes. I also feel he, he he comes across as like he's acting a tiny bit. Well, that we I had a discussion about this with somebody today. Like he is such a good actor, it's really hard to know if he's genuine. Or yeah, if he's I know. acting. It's because really it almost hard. seemed a little bit like it was like like really dramatic. Like he's yep. really throwing the drama. Like he just turned it up to 11 or whatever yep. on it. Uh, maybe he's doing that for a fact. I don't know. Or maybe mm. he's really that passionate about it. Yeah. The only thing is, is when you throw the kind of stuff he's throwing out there, yeah. you've got to live it. Because you can't make yeah. a mistake. And I know no. you can't just say, oh, I, I used to be a scoundrel and I used to do that. It's like. Yeah, but it's you got to you got to clean you, up. You, you've you've got to live this now yeah. because if you don't live it and be a, a genuine person on sets and do whatever you need to do, you can't use that excuse. Yes. Like that's not an excuse now because exactly. you've thrown all this out and tried to heighten everybody else to a certain level that you're pretending that everyone needs to be at, including yourself. Then you need to you need to portray it. Yeah, like, it it just it was a big like sort of like I I know he did say like I didn't like live that way but it's like yeah i think now i think he is vegan he is vegan he's part of PETA. yeah yeah so then his whole the whole talking about um you know forcing cows to give birth and that sort of thing that was from the heart so i you know it it would be great if he i'm sure i'm sure it all was i just it was like it just seemed a little almost a little performed it's it almost uh, well and i think it like he had to have rehearsed that like there's no way he could have delivered that speech the way he did without like making it a, a performance and memorizing it and you know and getting getting through it. I thought I you know so, but at least it was it was a good message. Yeah, like it was a good yeah, message. Yeah, no, and there's nothing against what he said. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to like, you know, bring him down or anything. No. I just it was it was just like because it was so passionate. I'm like I just had to question a little yeah, bit of it. it was like really it was genuine. But but I yeah I feel like it was a little bit rehearsed. But yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't. I can't get in the head of Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think there's, anybody would want to. There's no. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's one place you don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> no. Alrighty. Okay. So moving on, the big two director. So this is. I was a little bit divided. I was actually a little bit surprised by this one because I thought Sam Mendes was going to pick up the directing award. I think most people thought that for 1917. But of course it went to uh, Bong, Jung, Bong Jung-ho for Parasite. Yeah. Which in retrospect, I, 
I, I think is a good a good call. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be Tarantino. That's what I thought. Oh, it was. yeah. I liked I liked 1917. Yeah. I thought the the whole like looking like it was one shot was yes. really cool. But then I also thought it was a bit of a device. Yes. So well, that's I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, and I thought it's Tarantino's time to win an Oscar. Uh, yeah. Like it's and, for, for directing. And this was his like this was his magnum opus. Like this was yeah. his making a movie about Hollywood. Like he yeah. he lives and breathes. You know Hollywood history, and yeah. this was his like. If he was going to win an Oscar for directing, I, I think this was probably his shot at it. Yeah. But, so I'm a little bit sad, but I I still thought that Sam Mendes, just because of the scope of what he did, yeah. like for him to like coordinate the 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 whole production of a single shot, making it look like a single shot, and even though the movie like it wasn't, it was a great movie. It wasn't one of my favorite movies of the year. But it was a fantastic movie. But just the scope of what he had to do, yeah, I thought would get him the director award. But uh, but it didn't, of course. Um, but I think it makes sense that uh, that Bong Joon Ho got it because of like he wrote this thing, he created this world, he he created something that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah, which which you know, but a war movie people have sort of seen that genre, and and it did it. Nineteen Seventeen didn't really change that. Genre yeah. too much, yeah. But Parasite, interesting story it. for sure. Yeah, an interesting way to, to present it. I just like there's just something about Parasite that sort of stood out. Right? Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Parasite, the big one of the of, of the night, best picture of the year, went of, to Cats. What? <laughs> In a sudden yes! swerve. Yay! <laughs> the next day they said, "Oh wait, we wrote, <laughs> read the wrong read thing. It wrong. Sorry In about fact, that. we even forgot to, to nominate uh, yeah. it. Uh, we, <laughs> but we're gonna go to it anyway. There was a write-in vote. People just were demanding yeah, the more cats. cats. The cats won. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, one of the other funny moments of the of the night was um, James Corden and. Um, Rebel Wilson dressed as cats yeah, and making fun and of making that. fun of the fact that they they have to remember that because they were doing the special effects award. Oh yeah, visual effects. Uh, visual effects, and that they you kind of have to remember when you're doing a visual effects movie to make the visual effects good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really well. That done. That was really well done. Yeah, like good for them for being able to laugh at themselves. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. But uh, yep, yeah, Parasite won won the night, and and it got the most uh, it got the the most number of uh, awards. It got four. Um, for the night, it uh, and, and it four big well. ones too. Not even like no. four like, like like technical awards. Yeah, yeah. Like it was the uh, um, it it was so good, and it was yeah. like, that was my outside. I only because I thought 1917 will probably win because it seems like the safest choice of yes. these of the movies that were there. Yeah. Um, but it, Parasite was my outside to probably win, possibly Jojo Rabbit. Like, yeah. But I didn't know where it stood. Like with everybody, but it yeah, was just like such in a good... the in the the odds pools. Yeah, yeah but the uh, sure but Parasite was like my outside. But I'm so glad yeah. it won. Like Me it too. it truly represented. I think like of the we'll go through these movies just very quick. But the, I I feel like it represented the the best of that of this year. Yes. like by far. And it was it's such it because it was original. Yeah, it was cool. Like there was a, such a coolness and and great storytelling and just everything about it was like. The claustrophobia, even of like oh. where they lived in the house and the yeah. like the, the the class structure and it, it was so much. It said a lot. Yeah, under the guise of something else yes, as well. Right? Totally did. Absolutely, that's a good way to put it. It was. It was just. It, I don't want to spoil any of it because it's. It really is a unique experience. So yeah. if you get a chance to watch it, please, please do because yeah. it'll change your life. And <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood, I thought like we've talked about this movie, but I yeah. like. Excellent movie. Again, oh, it could so have been. It was a little long again, but it was. See, to me, but, to me, you can't make a, a long, but too, it, it too long Quentin Tarantino. It, yeah, it didn't movie. feel long to <laughs> no. me, like because I enjoy Quentin Tarantino a lot in his writing. So yeah. it's, uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. Like, was there any other movie you thought could have been in there? Like that would could have been uh, up there. Well, I I would love to have seen Tarantino win it. Like, I mean, I'm I'm really glad Parasite did, but I I just. I think that this should have been T- Tarantino's year. Yeah. Like, I think, honestly, I think if Parasite wasn't in there, it would have gone to, to Tarantino this year. Yeah. Because that's like, the, it was the movie he was born to make. Yeah. Like, that was it. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't save that movie till the end of his career, like till the last movie, if he's doing a last movie. But you said, now going back to this, you said uh, Brad Pitt made a. Oh, Brad Pitt made a, like, a little like statement about Tarantino and that he said, if, if Tarantino's not around, it's a big loss to this. To this industry, right, and so kind of implying like don't don't stop making movies yes. because we need you out there. To, yeah, exactly. To make these, I hope he does. The only thing I can think of is that he's he may not be making movies for the big screen anymore, but maybe he'll switch to the streaming services and make like Netflix type type movies or, or series or, or something series like. or something like that. Like maybe he'll stop making long form movies, but maybe yeah. make. Maybe that's what he's going to do. I don't know. But I just – I feel like if he was going to stop making movies, this is the movie he should have stopped on. Yeah. Because it was – it's it's so Tarantino. Yeah. And it was great. So I got something to mention about the best pictures. All right. And, and and just see what you think on this. Okay. Now that Parasite it won international yeah. and then it won best picture as well. Yes. Should the winner of the international picture always be in the best picture category? Because really – I mean, like, I mean, maybe it's good enough to be international and not – good enough to be in best picture but right. it, it you know what i mean like yeah. it's kind of like by putting it in the international category and it wins then it should be as high up as any of the other movies that are in that category yeah. i mean unless it's not as good as the other ones but it that one made sense yeah. like it's like by it being in that category in the best picture category yeah should tell me that it's going to win international yeah does yeah. that make sense yes like, it does like it can't it, it you cannot not go. win it if it's in Best Picture. That's right. And then it's an international. Yeah. Like, so if I ever seen an international picture in Best Picture, and that's it, the one you're going for. It's 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 got to win inter- yeah. by by default. By default, it's got to win international now <laughs> yeah. because it's yeah. why would it be in Best Picture, that's which right. is Best Picture yeah, of all of of the world, world now? So if it's in yeah. there, not that it has to win Best Picture, but it yeah. should at least win the international because. Yes. It's basically saying it's the best of the best. Yeah. Otherwise, why aren't the other ones in there? Exactly. It's Boom. almost like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it set a precedent yeah. to say basically tell us, hey, if we've nominated it, it's got it's it's in the best picture, so it's as yeah. good. It's the best of the best. It's it's almost like it's almost like they, they, they were they they wanted it to win, but just in case it didn't win best picture. They wanted it to be in the best international picture so that it would win that. Because, I mean, you could also say, why even put it in the international picture category? Yeah. Like, just put it, make it best picture. It's it's considered one of the best pictures in the world right now. Yeah. So why just, why not take it out of the international category, just make it a best picture? But then, you know, I mean. I, I guess they'd have to do something like if it's, if it's an international, if it would be considered international and it's in the best picture category, it negates it from being in the international yeah. category or something. You can either be in one or the other. Yeah. You can't be in both yeah. of some sort. I don't know if that makes sense, but... But yeah, I, I agree. That's that's an interesting way to take it. I don't know. Because it's gonna... yeah, if it's if it's the best, if it's in the best picture, then it's got to be the winner of the best, like, like really, else. In, in theory. <laughs> yeah. it's, if, if it's in international as well, it's got to be the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that's what it turned out this year. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see if they start including more international films in the best picture category. Yeah. Like that's I think that's going to be an interesting thing. The problem is that the Oscars is still so ratings ri- ri- driven. So if they have too many international films in the best picture category, people aren't going to care. Like because 
so many people don't see these international films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's why they opened it up to have nine pictures in the category. So you could include films like Joker, which is a popular, a big popular movie. But that, worthy you know, of being in there, I think. That like, one is definitely worthy. But like to, more, to take a superhero category yeah. and make a movie that doesn't feel like a superhero movie and yeah. and but do like a character study on a character which yeah. is like so iconic like the Joker which so many people can take as we've talked about so many different takes on that character yep. I, I think that's that in itself is worthy of best picture 100%. because like that's a that's a tough yeah because as soon as people see anything DC or Marvel they're like oh they're not it's like, comic book like Scorsese's already like exactly. nope. <laughs> not cinema yeah <laughs> yeah no that was a big one to top but uh, but overall, it was a, this was a, I think that having seen all nine movies, yeah, this was the strongest, cat like list of best pictures that I can think of in years. Like every one of these, I, I wasn't a, a huge fan of Little Women. I have to admit, it was okay. Well, you know why? I, I, I think before you and I, it's probably just not the type of source material we would watch. Maybe well, but like, but, like I would avoid a movie like that, like The Plague, generally. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, I mean, I thought it was well done. It was well done. Um, I, I just, just I didn't like the structure of it, like the going back and forth in time. Yeah. Apparently, that's a different take on how they normally yeah. do it. Normally, it's like done it's like linear, yeah. like. But they've jumped back and forth apparently. But yeah. I mean. Maybe but, that's what made it more interesting. Maybe, but. but I just I just thought every one of these movies was was amazing. Like it was so hard for me to choose this year, yeah. which one was the best because they were like this was just such a good year for movies. Twenty nineteen, I thought. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of Marriage Story. Oh really? Yeah, I thought it was oh. fine. I just oh. did, I thought it didn't feel like like a like a like a big movie to me. Yeah, like, no, like, it, I mean, it wasn't. It was more it, like it was, it was an more act, like an was, indie film. Yeah, it was like an actor's act, acting movie, but yeah. it was like I just didn't feel like it was like like as a as a movie, I yeah. didn't feel like it said a lot. Okay. But um the uh um I found the subject matter a little annoying. Oh really? Yeah, because oh. I've been through it. So I've right. like I, so okay. I found it very irritating Fair like, enough. to watch like because I've seen lawyer I mean it's very realistic and yeah. what they I mean it, obviously it's on a much bigger level because it's in LA and there's right. actors involved and whatever but um and bigger money involved. But it's like I just found it kind of irritating in that sense. Yeah. But I also found it like it just I just didn't feel like it really went anywhere. Yeah. Like, it was it's, like it's more like a character study. It was but, totally and that's but, for I mean, me for me that's the kind of like I like that kind of movie. Like, and I, I do like, normally too. Yeah. I just didn't feel like this was the right This was the one. Like, yeah, like yeah. Fair but, enough. Anyways. Fair enough. Um so uh, just just quickly talk about the Oscars overall. Anything that you yeah, yep. anything that you felt like you like anything that not about the movies, but about yeah. the, the broadcast. The broad Any, anything that you like sort of stood out. I okay. So here's my here's my takeaway. A from any, the any takes? Yeah. Here's my takeaway on the on the whole broadcast. We need uh, Christian Kristen Wiig and uh, Maya Rudolph to host every That's Oscars I I, I from now that. on. Yeah, I like them a lot. <laughs> they were so funny. Yeah. And it just I I think without a host it it. it it kind of drags on a bit. It's nice to have a really solid host that can come in out every once in a while, crack some jokes based on what just happened and yeah. make it funny and break up the monotony and the seriousness yeah. of it. And those two would be like, they would be like the new Billy Crystal. Yeah. Like they're just so funny. So. I, I don't think they need like the hosts don't need to do overdo stuff. And I right. think that's the problem in the past, like Ellen vacuuming in front of yes. people. And so I, I don't think they need to do that much, No, but they, but they can hold the show together. And I think that's really what they do with like, yeah, they odd, like something that just happened. They can yeah. make a comment or whatever. Yeah. I totally exactly. agree. So, I have two things. Okay. That, okay. 
Number one, they need to start keying people when they go up there. Yes. Like, especially when they first win, because I don't know who, like, what, I think one of them, I don't know who it was, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus or something, didn't even say what the movie was that won, they just said the people. Yeah, yeah. And so I had no clue who won. I know. <laughs> and I, I don't remember them keying it, like, at all. So, no. I mean, I think they need to start keying these things a little more. Yeah. Just to keep us, like, so we know, oh, that one, this, these people won, or yeah. whoever. And, and especially for the songs. Yeah. Because they the the songs they didn't put any graphics on screen, so I had no idea what movies this these was. Songs were yeah, I know. Like I had no to figure idea. it out. I figured like yeah. Toy Story was probably when Randy Newman started playing. Like, yeah, and Elton John we knew, but yeah. the, the other ones I'm like I don't know. I know. And the other thing is, if you're gonna go up, yep. and you're gonna accept an Oscar in some sort of group formation, yes. like, so you've won best <laughs> editing, and, and yeah. there's three of you and whatever. Work out your speeches yeah. before you go up, and I'll tell you why. Because there's always one person that dominates the mic. Yeah. And this is a big moment for all three people. You've yeah. all won Oscars. Yeah, you may never do it again. Yeah, you go up there, and this one person has to thank his kids and yeah. his family and his whatever. Meanwhile, the other two are waiting to say something, and that person's dominated all 45 seconds. As soon as he's done, the other person goes to say something, and they start playing music and then drop the yeah. lights. And I feel really bad for those people. I do, too. Because one person just couldn't keep their mouth shut yeah. for five seconds. <laughs> there was one group at the very beginning that was the first group that came up as the three people. Yeah. They came up. They all said something very quickly. Yes. They rehearsed it. Yeah. Boom. They were under 45 seconds and out of there, and they all looked amazing. Yeah. And like they all had great. something a little bit different to say. Like they yeah. thanked different people in and out. Yeah. They don't need to do that. And also, this is my other thing with the speeches. Okay. You don't need to say every single person that's ever walked past no. you. <laughs> or like tripped you were talking about this a little bit earlier, yeah. but. Just think, I like to thank everyone who worked on this picture yes. and just name the biggies, like maybe another co actor the and the, the director. Yeah. Like, I don't need to name every, like, oh, my publicist so and so and this person. It's like the people who are watching the broadcast have no idea who any of these people are. You're, you're name dropping people I don't care about. Exactly. And also, like, if you say, I like to thank everyone that helped me with my career yeah. and my movie, that includes everyone. Everyone. Like, yeah. just stop and, it. And the thing is, is that all these people are going to be going to the after parties all night long where they're going to see those people and can thank them in person. <laughs> it's like, do I really care? I mean, maybe some people really care if they hear their name on I there. Don't but know. half the time they just say their name. It's like, I like to thank John, Linda. Like, they're yeah. like, who are these people? I don't know who these people are. No. Like, so stop it. Know. Yes. Like, just, please. Yeah, pull it together. Even so, if you don't think you're going to win, have a speech prepared. Just have a speech prepared. And my only other things, quick, yeah. is that they actually have in the last couple of years got the broadcast down. A little bit. Yes. Because it used to end after midnight at one it did. point. Yes, it But they also really started long. it earlier because they used to start at 8, 8.30. Yeah. And now they start at 8. So thank yeah. you, Oscars, for doing that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it still was three and a half hours, but, you know, they'll, they'll never get it right. No, it's hard <laughs> to get it lower, lower yeah. than that, I think, just based on everything else. Yeah. All right. So that's, I think, our Oscar I think broadcast. That's, I think we've, we've talked a lot of Oscars. That was pretty in depth with the whole Oscar. Yeah, that's a lot of Oscars <laughs> lot going Oscars. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you everybody for listening, and we'll be back uh, next time with a with a new brand new podcast. Yep. We're back to our regular format. Hopefully, no, there's not a secondary Oscars that'll. Uh, <laughs> and if there is, we'll be there. You know it. Maybe we'll talk about Razzies next time. Nice. We'll, we'll see because they just nominations only. Yes. Nominations only. Okay. Thanks for listening. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner, a Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He liked it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Works on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain, my Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Works off.